0: Today I'm talking with Lee Now Wilson, a figurative artist based in Baltimore who creates beautiful autobiographical drawings which investigate the emotional and ambivalent undertones within birth, domestic labour, and human relationship. She is also the founder of Milch Magazine, a publication featuring contemporary artists examining the maternal figure. I also interned with Lee towards the end of 2020 and I'm super excited to be talking with her today.
1: Hi, I'm Lee Al Wilson. I'm 32 years old and I'm an art kid.
0: So welcome, Lee. Thanks for being here. <laughs> yes, hello. Conversation.
1: hello. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I wonder if you could start off sharing a little bit about yourself and about the stage of life and career you're in at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure.
1: I am. As you said, a a figurative artist uh, based here in Baltimore, Maryland. I am, again, 32 years old and a wife as well as a mother. Um, I'm a mother of three, a beautiful four-year-old daughter, spunky and handsome little two-year-old son, and a a newborn six-week-old daughter. So life is pretty crazy at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Exciting and beautiful. Uh, My husband and I always call it a beautiful chaos. Each day is a funny mix of complete mundane slowness at the same time as just feeling fast craziness. Mm -hmm. Kind of funny how those two things can exist side by side. But yeah, so life is is quite a blur, but it's really fun at the same time. And then with my work, I guess professionally I would still say I'm an emerging artist. I feel like that phase of your art career lasts for a pretty long time. Before you start getting kind of consistent yearly shows and, you know, maybe a museum acquires one of your pieces, Mm -hmm. like maybe by that point I would be... (laughs) Confident to say I'm established, but Uh uh, but so but I would say maybe I'm like kind of mid-emerging. I feel decently established here in Baltimore. I feel confident in my connections, but excited to make more, and definitely feel like I could make more. I haven't outgrown the Baltimore scene by any measure, but yeah, I I have a I have an exciting uh, studio at School 33 where you interned with me, and that's a pretty well-known studio center. I feel excited to be there. And I have probably a show every year and a half, which feels exciting. I'm excited about where I am right now. Kind of like experienced, but excited about the potential to grow much more.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a great position to be in. Yeah. And you do have a beautiful family. Yes, thank you. Oh, just new thank you. It's <laughs> I, I love
1: both side by side. It's it's mm-hmm. exciting to I actually kind of feel like I'm in a similar place with my family as I am with my art career actually. Like yeah. I feel decently experienced. I have a four and a half year old, you know, I got mm-hmm. some years under my belt, but at the same time in the grand scheme of motherhood, I mean mm-hmm. you're always a mother once you become a mother kind of thing. Like, yeah. so it's like, I recognize, you know, my eldest daughter still has at least 15 years under my roof, like mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's like the same point with my art career, like a few years under my belt, but like still so much to
0: go, which, yeah. is, which is exciting. That is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you do a very good job of balancing both mm, thank side you. by side. Because I kind of imagine it being difficult, like <laughs> becoming a mother or a father or a parent. And having an artistic career, because, yeah, it doesn't feel like something that's easy to carry Mm -hmm. side by side.
1: Right. I I think that I would realistically apply that to, like, most things in life, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. just carrying... Or rather to say, wearing multiple hats and uh-huh. the balancing act of our very fast-paced world. You, you know, like everybody is always managing multiple things at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's unique about the art world is just how much it is talked about being a part of your identity, which which is complicated. You know, I, I think sometimes that's actually even unhealthy within uh-huh. our world. Like just how much... It is who you are when -hmm. you talk about your art and what you're creating, et cetera, et cetera. It's just an interesting balance because ultimately being an artist is connected to how you think, Mm -hmm. how you see the world. It's connected to your, your vision, your hearing. Like it really is connected to yourself, but ultimately, you know, it's not... I guess, the only part of your identity, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. But since it is talked about that way, I think that many people enter the art world thinking they have to give it everything. Like, Mm -hmm. again, it's it's how I live. It's how I breathe. It's how I eat. I need to give everything I have to my art career. Mm -hmm. And then simultaneously, that's also how motherhood is talked about. It's how parenting is also talked about. Like, your kids take everything from you. You Mm -hmm. have to give them all of your resources, et cetera, et cetera, which in its own vein can also become unhealthy if you lose yeah. yourself to yeah. motherhood then your kids leave the house and you don't know what to do with yourself like yeah. everything can become unhealthy to an extent but i think that those two things are often in competition with each other and that's mm-hmm. why people see it as a difficult thing to carry side by side because mm-hmm. they don't know how to give all of themselves to two different things. So I think for me I've tried to approach it with realizing that my art nor my motherhood need to take all of me. It's really kind of about a balancing act and about just doing a fluid dance between the two, you know, mm-hmm. and letting both commingle rather mm-hmm. than being in competition with each other, you know. Yeah. That that's how I've approached yeah. it. Yeah,
0: And then your identity isn't wrapped up in like, <laughs> right, one right. Of those Sony. Yeah, it kind of feels a bit like
1: I. I guess an uh, an illustration could be that like I'm stepping into both. Like if mm. you think about it, like a pool. It's mm-hmm. like you know me as Lee Wilson. I'm stepping into this pool of motherhood or this pool of artistry, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily step out, like because mm-hmm. I think that that can also, in its own way, get unhealthy. Because then mm-hmm. I can almost engage and disengage, and yeah. that can get complicated. I mean every, every life is messy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but ultimately it feels like I'm just not letting either one define my identity. For first and foremost, I'm Lee and I'm actively choosing to participate in these two things rather mm-hmm. than having them overtake me. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm 100% Illustrating it quite mm-hmm. eloquently. <laughs> I have my whole life to learn kind of how yeah. to articulate this, but I just think that I have experienced the points in my art career that it did define who I was and I kind of lost myself to that. And then the second that I kind of oriented that relationship properly, it helped with you know, how I received criticism, it helped how I managed my studio hours, it helped how it, it just helped my relationship to my my work,
0: Uh you know,
1: and then the same thing with my motherhood, like mothering maybe is a bit different because Mm -hmm. it may be a little bit closer is who I am Mm -hmm. and I'm never now not going to be a mom. But at the same time, my kids don't rule me. I still have my island to an extent. Uh My kids have their own islands. They're not an extension of me. That's Mm -hmm. a healthy relationship to have with your children. Like Mm -hmm. you are your own person. Yeah. That kind of thing. I'm also my own person, you Mm -hmm. know, and like, and they'll realize that point. We all, (laughs) we all have the point where we realized our mom was her own person. Like Uh I hit that point when I was like 16 years old and I was like, wait, my mom has her own stories and like, oh my gosh. And you start think, you start realizing your mom Mm -hmm. had a life before you, like that kind of thing. Yeah. It's all wrapped up in that type of thinking. And therefore Thinking along those lines has helped me, again, not put those two things at odds to each other. They really Mm -hmm. kind of like walk together and kind of hold hands in a sense.
0: Yeah. And how did you arrive at that point, stepping back and realizing that your art career or you as an artist isn't Mm -hmm. who you are or doesn't define who you are? I think that... Actually, it, it was connected
1: to social media, really, which might kind of be maybe some realizations that people are having now post emergence of Zoom and like post the initial mm-hmm. pandemic. But uh, when social media came into like really full force, or rather, Instagram came mm-hmm. really into full force, um, I had just graduated from college okay. and uh, it really took me for a loop. And, and I kind of actually like to go off of that pool metaphor again, I kind. Of drowned a bit in Mm -hmm. the comparison game and trying to have a presence on Instagram. And Mm -hmm. I really got swept up in the classic how many likes can I have? And if I don't have enough, you know, am I succeeding? I didn't really fully know how to relate. To Instagram because again mm-hmm. that wasn't what I was educated in yeah I was educated much more in presenting yourself to a gallery the old-fashioned way going about showing my portfolio in the old fashioned way and when mm-hmm. people showed interest that was that was meaning I was gaining traction and et cetera. Et cetera. and it wasn't so quick it wasn't flippant It was Mm -hmm. like if you got traction, it was because someone really looked at your portfolio versus on Instagram. Now, sometimes not all the time, but sometimes people can just be, you know, scrolling kind Mm -hmm. of flippantly and then like your post and but keep going. Yeah. And then almost kind of forget about you. So when I was developing like that relationship with social media, I really kind of lost myself to that. And then I think that's what kind of started opening my eyes to like. Oh, wow. This is no longer just informing, quote unquote, the success of my career. This is getting a little bit too close to my heart, like the success Mm -hmm. of me. And I I don't really know how to explain. It's almost kind of like that would go down like an existential discussion. The type of interpersonal revelation you have in your own mind in bed one night, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing, as your mind is just kind of going forward, you just kind of have a revelation of this is informing me too mm-hmm. much. I'm getting anxiety. I'm getting depressed when I don't have success on Instagram. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. that's wrong. Like, yeah. you know, you just kind of feel yeah. that disorientation in your heart. And so I recognized that disorientation and then started asking questions like, why is that happening? Okay, how can I reorient this? I mean, again, that's a whole existential discussion, but I started making some intentional steps to reorient that. And every time that I kind of feel like I'm tipping on that again, I take a break. I'm kind of like, okay, I'm you know, I'm not going to go to the studio today, mm-hmm. or I'm I'm going to take an Instagram sabbatical. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm not going to look at Instagram for a while, or I'm just going to focus on looking at some art history books and just go back to the drawing board of making observations, studying a little bit, or reading a little bit. Like you just kind of mm-hmm. like step back and you just approach things again from a very one o one standpoint. Or now because of the state, my stage of life, I spend time with my kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> like yeah. I like look at how they're observing the world or I look mm. at how, how my husband is, is observing the world because mm. my husband is a musician. So mm-hmm. it's like, he's also operating in a completely different industry than I am. So it's refreshing to look at things through his perspective. So I kind of just step away from my own world <laughs> yeah, and I like look through different lenses Uh And try
0: to approach the game differently Mm. the next time I I approach it. I think that's a very healthy whole way of looking at things. And you are someone who I've seen approach social media in a very healthy way and in Mm. a way that I really appreciate. Because you do, you are good at like staying on top of things and showing different parts of your process Mm. and showing like... A kind of rounded perspective Of your career and things mm. So I think Thank you <laughs> Yeah I think that's really great And it is super professional With things But it's it's good to hear From, from mm. the other side mm. That like Even though your Instagram Looks like super professional And super clean And like mm. you're on it All the time Putting a lot of work into it mm. But it's good to hear that actually you have had anxiety around it and just like probably everyone yeah uh, like different points and yeah it's not always an easy place to be right yeah no i mean it's it's a it's a
1: complicated relationship honestly Mm. (laughs) i tell Mm -hmm. many of my friends that i have a strong love hate relationship with social media Mm -hmm. and i have some friends that their their mind works differently and they can somehow maintain a very almost kind of like pragmatic relationship with instagram like They Mm -hmm. just see it as a business tool and they've locked into a good system with posting and using it and et cetera, et cetera. And mm-hmm. that's just not a hundred percent how my brain works. I feel like I'm just much more, I don't even know what to call it, honestly. I guess it, it just hits my heart differently. You know, mm-hmm. I feel almost kind of like I'm just softer than that. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, and, and, you know, it, even when I was in art school 10 years ago, criticism really hurt and really stung you know it was really hard to take Mm -hmm. and my mom kept trying to tell me it's not you it's your artwork it's not you they're criticizing Mm -hmm. it's your artwork like that kind of thing and at that point in my life that separation was almost impossible for me to do Mm -hmm. so it's definitely something i've grown into and my my again my husband is the best mirror for me Mm -hmm. when we first got married he also used to say the same thing your artwork is not who you are Mm-hmm. And that was almost kind of hard to hear. I would almost kind of buck against him and and be like, no, it, it, this is who I am. It's how I see the world. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of yeah. thing. But through him articulating what he meant behind that, that kind of helped me gain some perspective. Again, this is something coming out of me this is a Mm -hmm. product of my mind this is a product Mm -hmm. of my vision and the artwork kind of needs to become almost like its own thing after Mm -hmm. it comes out of me again actually that's kind of related to children and to being a mother again they are their own person once they you know once i birthed them exactly so but again that criticism is really hard and connected to instagram too it's like yeah I, behind the scenes is always a different thing than what social media is presenting. But thank you for the compliment that it looks nice and professional. Of course.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I mean Mm -hmm. it. And this is relating to something you said earlier, but I was just curious to hear how being a mother to young children has perhaps affected your personal process as an artist I know a lot of people ask you how you're able to manage your artistic career whilst also managing motherhood but Mm -mm. I'm interested in that other perspective of like how it's affected your process, maybe.
1: Yeah, I do. I do get a lot of people asking the technicalities and stuff like, you know, how it's affected my materials or my time. But I would say that the other, you know, that question that other people are asking is definitely heightened when kids are very little because it's Mm -hmm. kind of like they're pretty much just goobing in the studio with me. So Uh it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I need to manage you and manage my art career at the same exact time. Okay, that's kind of, it's just more of like a practical to do for a little while but um but then my my daughter she probably when she turned two and a half I would mm-hmm. say it was right before my son was born. Oh, so no, they're, they're under two years apart. So she was like a couple months shy of being two. She started to dance with me in the studio, which was really intriguing to see how mm-hmm. she was almost obtaining her own rhythm mm-hmm. in the studio. So it almost started kind of feeling like she was my studio mate. Uh rather than her being something I had to manage. So I would start to like set up canvases for her and I would start to set up these different platforms in the studio that she Mm -hmm. could engage with. And it was interesting to start watching her like make different marks and kind of how her, like notice how her hand was working and notice how Mm -hmm. her feet were working. Ultimately, what I love about children is that they have an untrained mind. Mm -hmm. Like it's just everything, literally everything they do is instinctual. Everything they do is just kind of like they think it and they do it. Mm -hmm. There's no questioning. Is this proper? Is -hmm. this the way that the material should be used, et cetera, et cetera. Everything is very instinctual and based on curiosity. That to me was fascinating. (laughs) It sounds like kind of cheesy to think like, I'm inspired by the curiosity of my children. Like how many people in the world have said that? But when you actually become a parent, Mm -hmm. you realize the true depth of that statement. Their curiosity is so rich. Mm -hmm. And I think it comes from the fact that it's untrained. And it's, I mean, this might sound kind of sad, but it's like, unscarred too. Like they don't bear the scars that we bear. You know, sadly, a a Mm. realistic point is that my, my children will get their own scars as they grow up and experience life, you know, Mm. but so far being so little and, you know, hopefully my husband and I aren't ruining them. (laughs) 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 So we are trying to provide them with a healthy household. So they so far are just these little people of pureness, like pure curiosity, pure instincts, like just pure interest in like, you know, my daughter just started picking up all of my materials and just kind of using them. Mm -hmm. And I was almost kind of just looking at her. I did not think to use my charcoal like that. It just was kind of taking me aback. And so I, instead of, I will say, jumping right away to using that as inspiration, Mm -hmm. I actually kind of observed her for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Many people started asking me like, oh, you know, are you letting your children like draw on your drawings? Because they knew that I was making work about motherhood and about the maternal experience, et cetera, et cetera. But I wasn't actually. They kept so eagerly asking me and I was like, maybe was always my Mm -hmm. answer. Maybe I will one day or maybe somehow it'll integrate itself. But for a long time, I wanted to just sit back and just observe that pureness of instinct and curiosity Mm -hmm. and like I I just think our world jumps so fast to be like that's a great idea I Mm -hmm. need to now jump on it and like Uh do something with that idea Yeah, and I think sometimes we've lost the ability to let an idea just kind of uh, I have a good friend who always says marinate, like mm-hmm. just kind of like marinate in your mind a bit and just ruminate in your mind and just sit in your mind mm-hmm. for a while. And so I was looking at my daughter and I was just kind of like, I'm just going to sit back for a while and just watch her and actually just be amazed by her. So I think that then that's why it started shaping my own creativity because mm-hmm. I was just watching and observing, Mm -hmm. letting it permeate my own thoughts. So now I obviously have acquired a son Uh (laughs) Um, and he is very different than my daughter, which is beautiful. And he actually, one thing that was really intriguing to notice was that his hand and his mark making and how he interacted in my studio was starkly different than my daughter And for some reason that also super surprised me. (laughs) I started watching him more and more and like how I was just always very intrigued by the the movement of them. Like and how like my daughter and my son would almost walk the way that they drew, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It was almost like they were drawing and dancing at the same time. I loved watching that movement. I started collecting all of their drawings and that's when I started to really let their artwork inform my artwork. I always talk about it, making observational drawings of my kids' drawings, especially with my son, because he, even though he's only two and a half now, he makes a, many more drawings than my daughter does. He's much, much more interested in mm-hmm. the fine art so far aspect versus my, my daughter is starting to change and she's liking music with my husband more. Mm-hmm. But my son is very, very much still in loving, loving, drawing, drawing, drawing. So I collect nice. all of his drawings and I am trying to mimic it in my own work. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm almost trying to now remember how their hand matched their body movement, and I'm kind of trying to do that myself. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of trying to, like, move my whole body while I'm making my work and stuff Uh I'm like kind of trying to do what they do which is to me it kind of feels like backwards thinking because that's not Uh what you're taught in art school so it's almost kind of like great my son and my daughter are my like best professors Uh I'm like kind of in class with them almost trying to move the way they move all that kind of stuff and so one piece that I feel like so far I have succeeded the most with it is the Lego piece that you saw in my mm-hmm. studio that people can now see on my Instagram because it's finished. But it's the piece that's titled "Don't Fall in the in the Soup."
0: Yeah, uh, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, because when I saw it in the studio, it didn't have those marks on the bottom. Right, right. But they are very much childlike, instinctive marks mm-hmm, that are just mm-hmm. like yeah ingrained into it.
1: Right, and I don't. I'm definitely not the first artist to make instinctual marks on Mm. their canvases you know I mean that's that's been done for centuries and generations Mm -hmm. you know but for me it was my children that unlocked that Mm -hmm. in my own thinking yeah you know it was it was seeing them and seeing seeing somebody that came out of me (laughs) almost then gave me the freedom to do it myself it just I I don't know I feel like it it had to be my children that were the ones that unlocked that thinking I don't think Mm -hmm. that anybody else could have unlocked that thinking for me personally
0: so their presence in your studio have really affected the way that you explore artistic ideas and Mm -mm. have shifted that
1: yeah. And I think it's also gotten me just interested in new ideas, thinking in a much different way. How I approach my drawings is much different. It kind of just feels like every aspect of the process is slightly different now having, mm-hmm. having them just having them meaning birthing them, but also having them in my studio with me, mm-hmm. like the way that they flow through the studio, you know, I've never yeah. thought of it as an interruption to my practice. I've always just thought about it as, okay, let's see how this machine can function. And then I just started realizing, wow, you you actually are a wheel of the machine. You're not just a teeny tiny little thing that's in addition to this. It's like, no, actually you are a prominent fixture here mm-hmm. and to ignore you or to think of you as an interruption would be drastically sad yeah you know and kind of in, a disservice to yourself
0: right as an artist, in a way
1: yeah and as well a disservice to them you know i mm-hmm. think that they work so well in my studio i think because i treat them like studio mates mm-hmm. you know and i kind of give them their space my <laughs> for example my son does not like to collaborate He's like, mommy, you do your drawing over there. Don't touch my paper. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, don't touch my paper either. And he's like, okay. And we just kind of do our own things versus my daughter. She loves to collaborate. That's one way how they're different. And she's Uh like, mommy, let's do this together. Who wouldn't love a studio mate like that? That's kind of like, hey, want to like do this painting together? Let's like figure this out. And the way that they think would obviously ignite new ideas in you. For some reason, that makes so much sense when you're thinking about it as your friend from college or like, you know, your studio mate from art school.
0: Yeah. It's like that makes so much sense. Interruptions in the studio right feed into your work, exactly conversations and right operations so So it's right it's the same (laughs) it's the same i don't know why people don't
1: think about children like that Mm. more often yeah you know i think that some people do again Mm -hmm. i'm not the first person to think this way (laughs) yeah but i really just wish that the whole art world Mm -hmm. would see children like that i'm thankful that my kids like it in return
0: I'm curious to know what it is that's kept your creative momentum going during this transition into motherhood and Mm -hmm. especially being the mother of three young children, (laughs) because obviously that drastically affects your tiredness and Mm -hmm. alertness and things like that. So yeah, and having three bodies that are vying for your attention and your energy. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious to know what is that driving force that kind of keeps you going and keeping on wanting to make work, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Honestly, Annie, you just asked a very loaded
1: question. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yes, uh, there are three bodies vying for my my attention and my own bodily energy, and yes, having uh, three children under the age of five is. A much different thing than having like three teenagers, for example. Honestly, I I ask myself the same question many times a day,
0: Uh
1: (laughs) Uh, or rather, I say many times a week. And to be fully honest, there have been some times where I've been flat on my ass, just thinking like maybe I'll stop, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. maybe I'm insane, and I should just excuse my language, but just like take a fucking break. (laughs) Nobody needs to drive this hard sometimes. Yeah. Um, And I think sometimes that, that does influence, I take those breaks rather I'll say in very small ways. Like I, I took a break of from Instagram for a month, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm actually on quote unquote maternity leave Mm -hmm. right now. Obviously I'm a stay at home mom slash studio artist nobody is giving me maternity leave Uh I'm giving myself maternity leave (laughs) which
0: is a very good thing (laughs) thank
1: you Um, and so it's like you know I am very much intentionally stepping back for three months is the classic maternity leave in the United States, which is kind of sad, but Uh (laughs) that's our our cultural (laughs) amount of time. So it's, you you know, I am taking a self-initiated maternity leave right now, which has been refreshing. Mm. So yeah, it, it is hard. And I think that I, you know, I have kind of questioned like, am I pushing too hard right now? You know, ultimately this phase of Having young children, it's not very long if you think about it as, as the big picture. And yeah, it's sometimes I kind of think like it is unnecessary to stress myself out. Mm-hmm. And to be fully honest, that is privileged thinking. I know some artists that have to keep going because it's their income. I'm very, very blessed that my husband is the breadwinner of our family and we have agreed together to live a lifestyle that can thrive on only his income. So anything that I bring in from my art career is quote unquote extra at mm-hmm. this point. You know, that does mean that we have a very specific lifestyle because of that. We're not. rolling in the dough, like Uh that kind of thing. (laughs) But we do have a lifestyle that we're happy with based on his income that again, it comes with its own sacrifices, but I feel very lucky and very privileged that ultimately I can step back when I need to. I can give my kids just my soul attention. If it's feeling like I'm doing too much, I have room to move, It feels like, mm-hmm. or I guess another way of saying it is that I can step away from the pressure if I decide to. And that feels, I feel very lucky for that. Uh, so sometimes I remind myself of that. My main job is to be a mother and that's my mm-hmm. choice. I want my main job to be motherhood right mm-hmm. now. So I guess where the drive comes in is also... I might actually slightly contradict myself from what I was saying earlier. Uh (laughs) The drive actually comes from the fact that being an artist is so closely related to who I am. I guess what I was articulating earlier about it not being my identity is growing in your awareness of that very thin line of Mm -hmm. something being how you see, but it's still not being who you are. And that's a very, very, very thin line, which I think is why it's so easy to break that line and get, you know, have all that get very mashed up. But because it is how I see and it's how I move and it's how I hear all of that perspective oriented stuff. It's like I can't, I can't not figure things out through making art. Like, Mm -hmm. again, I see my kids move a certain way. And my first instinct is I got to try that and do it on paper. I got to do it on canvas. I got to like make, I got to figure it out in my artwork. I got to figure it out through materials, you Mm know? And that's been how I've been since I was a kid. I remember walking around as a five-year-old observing the world and then wonder like, okay, so how is it ticking? How is it moving? How is it, how is it operating? Like Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And I would wonder how something is made and then I'd want to replicate it by Mm -hmm. replicating it is actually how I then fully understood the thing that I was observing like mm-hmm. that kind of thinking um and i remember as a first grader i think i was i was around 6 years old i was in my elementary art class and we were doing landscapes that day. I remember this so clearly, it's so funny. We were doing landscapes that day and I had drawn my people and I had drawn my strip of green grass at the bottom and my strip of blue sky at the top. And then I recognized this white space in the middle of the two of them. And I was confused by that white space it didn't look right. I you know, asked my, my teacher, I was like, what is wrong with this? It doesn't seem right. And she explained to me she was like mm-hmm. well when you go outside and you look at the sky and the grass they touch there is no white space in the in the real world mm-hmm. and that blew my mind it just yeah. It it completely obviously revolutionized the way that I understood things, mm-hmm. and like, and it's one of my most vivid memories from childhood is is recognizing that the sky and the grass touch. But it was through art that I figured I that, that out. Otherwise, yeah. when I was playing outside, I didn't even think about it. You know, uh-huh. I didn't like look at the sky and look at the grass and realize they <laughs> yeah. touched. Yeah. Like it was this through no white space. right? <laughs> it was through doing it on paper that mm. it made. Sense to me. So even now, as a 32 year old, like, you know, I'll be just be working through some sort of life oriented thing. Mm -hmm. And I have to wrestle with it through drawing or through painting in Mm -hmm. order to fully solve it in my life, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And I think that that's why when I became a mom, my artwork became about motherhood and about the maternal Mm -hmm. experience. Because as you said in your intro, my work has always been very autobiographical. So as I became a mom and as I started just experiencing everything of the weight and of the responsibility and of the physicality that was wrapped up within motherhood, I needed to start doing it in my artwork. So I think that's what the drive is, is it just the drive to figure something out. I just have got to know how this ticks. Yeah. I've got to know what this thing is made of. And so that can be applied literally, or it can be applied kind of philosophically or theologically or, Mm -hmm. like, figuratively. (laughs) Like, it's like that, how does this tick type of question can be applied to almost everything. So it's just that type of drive I don't think ever really goes away, even if you're, like, (laughs) exhausted. Yeah. I'm almost kind of, like... I've got to figure out this exhaustion. (laughs) Uh It's just kind of like, I've got to express this exhaustion. That kind of thing. But unfortunately, sometimes it'll take me weeks to get to the studio. Sometimes things really build up. So it's like, I almost feel like I can never really step back from from making the work because mm-hmm. the buildup never goes away. In an ideal world, I would like experience a bit of motherhood and then run to the studio right away uh-huh. and figure it out. <laughs> then yeah. take a break the next week because <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, but no, that never happens. <laughs> and then so have a like, full night. <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just kind of like, you know, no matter how exhausted I am, it's never going to go away because the yeah. buildup is always there. And uh-huh. I always need
0: to, Get that build up out and like, uh-huh. but it's always going to be something that you need to do then. Mm. In that kind of regard, maybe if it's like this constant build up, then right, it right. needs to be
1: released. It always needs to be released, yeah, right. And I and I think that you know everybody can relate to that. Motherhood is what's making that build up for me right now, yeah. But ultimately, like that build up is happening for ev- oh, for every right. artist, yeah. you know, yeah. like. Or really just anybody. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, why do people get interested in sports? Or like, why yeah. do people get interested in, you know, fitness? Or, you yeah. know, in really anything? Like, yeah. it's like, it's because they have a buildup and they need to just exert
0: it mm-hmm. somehow. Or taking vacations even. Right, like, or right. It becomes yeah. overwhelming just living life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Going through, like, the cyclical process <laughs> yeah.
1: over and over and over. It's yeah. just, you need... need something else to dump that exhaustion Mm. or like dump that cyclical thinking
0: thank thank you you so much yeah thank you so much this was fun yeah
1: (laughs) already really fun yeah and i'm a big advocate for you know artists to have children (laughs) you don't have to do the solo artist in their studio you can do both
0: Thank you everyone for listening in to our conversation today I hope you got something nourishing from it as ever I'll put links to Lee's social media and website in the show notes so you can find out more about her and her work there also if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to this podcast as we have more episodes coming throughout the autumn and if you feel so inclined you can also leave a review and give us a rating we would all really appreciate that bye for now and I wish you all a wonderful week